Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is Father Son Galaxy. I am Kerwin. This is Keith. We are live this evening. We are live and alive. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we're about one week away from the opening of Madam Web. We are going to talk about that movie. But before we get there, we want to um, talk about what happened last Friday for me. I was looking at my phone and I couldn't believe what I saw, this breaking news, this um, headline that came up on CNN. And, you know, I... I thought maybe they made a mistake. You know, they don't usually make mistakes on things like that. But then I checked other sources and they were reporting the same thing. Unfortunately, um, we lost a, a Star Wars member, um, a Lucasfilm uh, family member, Carl Weathers, uh, passed away on Thursday, this past Thursday at the age of 76. Um, it came as a shock to all of us. Um, it's interesting. I wanted to just take a moment and just talk about this actor, this gentleman, and you know, celebrate, you know, what his he's career. Yeah, sure, what he's done. You know, um, it's, you know, of course, for me, I the first time I, I met or seen Carl Weathers on the screen was in the Rocky films. Now, funny thing, you know. I had no idea that he was a football player. I didn't know he played for the NFL. So apparently he did. He was born in New Orleans in uh, 1948 on January the 14th, and he played college football for the San Diego State Aztecs. All right. So he actually attended San Diego State and got a master's in, in, in arts there. And he did play college football. And then after that, he was in the NFL. He played, a, he was a linebacker and he played for the Oakland Raiders uh, for a couple of years. Had no idea he was a football player. And then um, after the NFL, he left and he went to Canada and he played for the, uh, the BC Lions for the Canadian Football League. But his love was always his first love. His passion was acting. So even when he was on the football field, he was taking acting classes. So Acting is where he he wanted to be. That's 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 where he ended up, and you know we're we're grateful for it. But um, you know, just talking about his role as Apollo Creed in Rocky, and I know Keith, you haven't seen Rocky. And I, I just, have not. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to give it away, but just give you a basic idea as to who he played and what the story was about. So Rocky Balboa uh, grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, he is a struggling boxer. Apollo Creed, on the other hand, is a heavyweight champion. He's established, he's well-known, he's famous, and he's just looking for a challenge. He wants to do something new. So, you know, a lot of, you know, about boxing and, and boxing matches, it's, it's, it's a show. You know, it's, it's still a sport, but it's entertainment. So he's looking to figure out a way, you know, it's 1976, the bicentennial year, he wanted to see what he can do to draw a crowd, right? So he thought he'd take this um, this uh, poor guy from South Philadelphia, Southpaw, and you know bring him in the ring, try to make a, a fool of him, but give him the chance to be in the ring with the heavyweight champion, not knowing that Rocky was actually going to go the distance, meaning that he was going to stay in this fight Apollo thought he had an easy match, that he was going to knock this, this opponent down, and that was not the case. 
Um, and and the so you way spoiled the ending. No, it's no, I didn't spoil the ending. I did not spoil the ending. You did not know what happened at the end. So there's much more to the movie than that. But that's all I'm going to say about the plot. But his performance. Now, if you could, you know, this movie came out in 1976. Um, so his character was just something I have never seen before. And when I'm saying never seen before by an African-American actor, a black actor playing someone who is wealthy, rich, he has um, he has fame and fortune. He's a celebrity status. He dresses well. He has a wife. He runs a business. So he always talking about what looks good for him as a businessman. You know, he had people in his corner. You know, trying to you know create this 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 image of of, of Apollo Creed as this person who has really got his stuff together. But underneath all that, he was a very complicated character. Right. And it was just, you know, it wasn't like a one dimensional, you know, OK, well, this guy, he's the, he's the bad guy. He's the heavy. You know, he's going to say bad things and he's going to go in the ring and do bad things to the good guy. It's not that he was so much more than that. Um, and just imagine that Carl Weathers came around a time where it predated Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Samuel Jackson, Denzel Washington, Willis, Will Smith. So these actors weren't even, they haven't even started their career at this point Someone in 1976. Hmm? Some of them probably weren't born. Well, they were, they were around, Keith, yes. Oh, all of them? <laughs> yes, 1976 was, yes, they're they're older than me, uh, except for Will Smith. We're the same age, but yeah, so the gentleman, <laughs> yeah, Keith, don't worry about it. They, they were around. So my point is that they weren't famous, right? Um, and I wonder, you know, if this character seeing Carl Weathers playing Apollo Creed was maybe an inspiration for them to actually get into acting and to create these memorable roles that they, they will create down the line. Um, uh, but I, I'm, I'm just, what I'm saying is that, you know, there was no one like him, you know, uh, on the screen, you know, he was just, he was, he was big, he was, um, he, he he was an intelligent, bright, um, you know. He you couldn't take his eyes off of him. So he was a he was a pretty cool character, uh, a very good actor. Uh, so to me, that was his most famous. He was in the first four Rocky films. Um, he did. Wait, how many Rocky films were there? Well, <laughs> uh, the ones starring Stallone. There were six, I believe. I after the fourth one, I I think. Why is I, it he in the list too? Well, he is in, well, I'm talking about Creed. So, you know, Creed is like an offshoot of the Rocky film. So, you yeah. know, the Creed movie with Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, he plays the, the son. Major. Yeah, that's right. So that's Creed three. So there have been two other Creed films, and then there were six Rocky films prior to the Creed film. So it's got as many movies as Star Wars does. Uh, just about, the yeah. Skywalker yeah, I would say, yeah, There's a, if you combine all the Rocky films and the Creed films, there's about nine of them. Um, yeah, so like I said, so uh, Carl Weathers was in the first four, um, but he was he was fantastic. You could not take your eyes off of him when he was on screen. You know, he um, you know he read his lines. Like I said, I mean, I, he was a very good actor. He he studied very well, and you know he had mentors. And I wonder, I'm assuming you know Muhammad Ali was one of the you know, was a heavyweight champion around that time. You know, one of the world. In most famous uh, stars out there 
world famous. So he might have, his inspiration for Apollo Creed uh, might, may have came from Muhammad Ali. But anyway, um, so he did go on to make more films. He was in Predator, which honestly, I did not see Predator. One day I'll get around to seeing it. He was in a film called Action Jackson, which interesting because it came out, Action Jackson came out in 88, 1988. Um, and the only thing, I didn't see that movie either. The only thing I remember from that film is the poster. And I'm just thinking about the poster. If you're a James Bond fan, that poster where he's holding the, the weapon and he's um, you know, profiling and the, the leading lady of the film is also profiling. There's, he's standing back to back um, and they're looking at the camera. That's like one of those classic James posters Bond that poster. you would see from a James Bond poster. Yeah, exactly. So that always uh, intrigued me that, you know, wow, this may be, you know, like the, the equivalent of a, 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 a black James Bond, but I never did get to see the film. So I've not had to this day. Well, no, we have it. So I don't know if anybody else has seen it, um, but let's go to Q&A and just say hello to, to people who are here. So we see Eric. Hello, Eric. He said, I don't know if anyone else here is a regular fan of the regular show, but he voiced the god of basketball. Okay, very interesting. Ah, yes, the regular show. With that You know about that? that? The show with that bird. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with the show, but Alex. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a cartoon. <clears throat> Alex, thank you. You said like you. Um, <clears throat> I saw him first through the Rocky films when I was a kid watching them with my dad. Also, I didn't know he was an NFL player either. He was so talented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was only in it for a short period of time, but yeah. So uh, so he went on. He did Action Jackson, The Predator. Um, <clears throat> he did, you know, small films. Happy Gilmore, I guess, was his next big film where he played this professional golfer trying to teach Adam Sandler how to play golf. I didn't see that film either. So I got a lot of he catching up to do. He seems to do a lot of <clears throat> teaching people. Yeah, he's like a mentor. You know, he's that got that kind of commanding voice that, you know, when he talks, you listen to him. Morgan Freeman. I, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's the voice of God. Yes, he literally And the God the of voice. Butter. Yes. Charlie, thank you. Meet your hero while you can. Exactly, Charlie. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so it was, um, so he's been in the business for, for over 50 years. And it was just so interesting to see him just show up in Star Wars. You know, and I have no idea how that was put together, you know, whose idea it was to bring Carl Weathers in. But, you know, he just fit. You know, I, I thought his character, Grief Carger, did very well. It was one of the reasons why The Mandalorian was such a great hit, you know, you know, besides Grogu and, and, and Din Djarin. So, I, you know, I, I really appreciate seeing him on the screen. Um, and again, Give him just a little bit, and whatever he says, it's going to be memorable. You, 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 Mando! That's right. You know, he comes out, and he's got this big, booming voice. Mando! You know, and they're sitting down. He's got and, that big cloak, and he got two robots carrying the cloak. Yeah, that two was, dudes! <laughs> that was, two dudes carrying yeah, that cloak! That was pretty funny, and he was dressed, you know, in the... Elegantly. Oh, yeah, you know, he's the high magistrate, so he's got to look the part, you know? And he's decked out. Yes, yeah, and he's got two little drawers, like you said, carrying his cape in the back, which is pretty interesting. But, um, That's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, I would say my, my one of my favorite um, Reef Cogger moments is the first episode of season three when um, Din is looking to repair the IG-11 
droid. Yeah, they just and they take went those to see parts the Anzellans. Right, yeah. Like, no! Yeah, no. right. So, you know. No, bad baby! Yeah, right. So, you know, Din is in this little cubby hole or whatever. You know, they're small people. Um, the, Grogu the, can fit the right in. Thicks, Poor Din's got to, like, yeah. bend down. Right, yeah. Um, and Frick family. But, but, but Din was able to fit in there. I don't know how he got in there. And he's trying to communicate with these these Anzellans. And he has no idea what they're talking about. And you see grief outside the window, you know, bending down saying, they said they can't fix it. And man <laughs> like, like, I know. <laughs> they say you're going to have to find something else. It was just pretty funny. And, you know, and you see him kneeling down like, okay, I'm sure he didn't want to get any dirt on his, on his, on his clean clothes. So. Squash it. Right. Exactly. So, so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But not only that, obviously, you know, he didn't just act in the in the series, but he was also director. So he directed two episodes, one called Chapter 12, The Siege. Um, that was when Din and Grogu returned to Navarro to fix the, the his ship. And then the next one was uh, in season three, Chapter 20, called The Foundling. And that was when we saw the appearance of Kellerman Beck. That's awesome. That's awesome. So... Um, yeah, so, yeah, so and apparently Carl Weathers was expected to direct more, you know. So, if I was online, YouTube, um, want to you know, wrap this up. Um, about a year ago, I'm not quite sure when um, Carl Weathers was interviewed by his alma mater, but at uh, San Diego University. They brought him back on and he talked about his life and his career. And then the, the question about longevity came up. Um, and he said something that was, I mean, as soon as he said it, I had to write it down because I thought it was very cool. And he talked about, you know, why, you know, after all these years, he was still able to remain in this business, you know? And it's very hard to do to be in the same business for that many years and still be relevant. But this is what he said. So he said about longevity, if you want to, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to, you can continue for as long as you want to, as long as you keep reinventing yourself. Yesterday is gone. You can think about it. You can reminisce, but it's gone. Today, reinvent today. So that was his um lesson about, you know, if you want to stay in the business or, you know, be a, a relevant, continue to be relevant, you have to reinvent yourself, which is what he did and which is why he continued to come back and play these roles, right? One other thing that he said, he had advice for actors and he says, go in there and give all and everything you have and fill that role with as much as your humanity as you can and it will show up on the screen. And he gave this very good story about um, something he learned in acting class. I guess he heard this from one of his acting teachers. So you walk into an aquarium, right? And you're looking at the beautiful fish. You know, the fish is 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 colorful, it's lovely. You can't take your eyes off the fish. Then all of a sudden, in walks a cat into the aquarium, right? Now, all of a sudden, your attention has moved from the fish to the cat. Are the cat's gonna take out the fish or take it? Well, well, that's the that's the idea. So you're wondering what is this cat going to do? And this cat now has an investment in being in an aquarium. So 
What Carl is saying is be the cat. That's who he's always been as the cat. So whatever small role he has, whether he's the lead or if he's, he's a, a supporting character, he is the cat. He wants people to keep his eyes on him. So he will do whatever he can to keep people interested in what he has to say, what he does. Um, and that's it. And he does. He In every single role, like I said, it started with Apollo Creed. There was, you know, no one like him at the time. Um, Still those, no one like him. Yeah, those first three films were just amazing with, 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 with Carl Weathers. What about and, the fourth one? Yeah, the fourth one, too. I wasn't a big fan of the fourth one, but, you know, oh. but he was, he was great. So just wanted to talk about Carl Weathers, all right, before we moved on. Um, so we really, you know, send out our condolences to his family. And, um, you know, he's left a legacy that we'll never forget. All right. Okay. With that said. <clears throat> so now we are... Thank you, Keith, for for you know filling in that that space. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> no, well, okay. Well, I was taking a sip, but with that said, okay, let's head straight into Madam Web. Now, interesting. All right, so this is the pregame show, right? You know, we got the Super Bowl coming up anyway, so there we go. So we are looking forward to this movie dropping next week. So we want to talk about, you know. Talk about who you know, you know, people out there. If you're listening to us or watching us, are you interested? <coughs> are you looking forward to it? Let's talk about it. So, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the fact that I'm literally dying right now. <coughs> so am I. Mm. Okay, mm. let's hang in there. I think we have the the carrion virus or something. All right. <laughs> if you're a fan of the comics, you'll get that reference. Mm -hmm. So let's start with Cassandra Webb, aka the main character of this movie. She's going to be played by Dakota Johnson in the um, Madam Web movie. Mm -hmm. What does it call her, Madam X? She got it stuck in my head now. It's my fault. Okay. It's your I've been fault. having trouble remembering the title of this movie. You okay. One job. Madam just X. The one. See, now I said Madam X anyway. See, now that's just your fault. You're getting Malcolm X. It's Madam Webb. Okay. All right. So Cassandra Webb. Mm -hmm. She's played psychic. by Dakota Johnson, right? She's psychic. She's also blind, mm -hmm. glass cannon, and she's being kept alive by her web, which also gives her psychic visions in most versions. So she ends up teaming up with Jessica Drew, Julia Carpenter, and Maddie Franklin, which I think might be the storyline of the movie. They just gotta swap out Jessica Drew for um, Anya Corazon, so we can, because she's actually in this movie. And in the comic books, there's this event called the Grim Hunt, and then a relative of Craven takes out Madame Webb, and then she gets revived later on. So I just wanted to hear the comments and you, Dad's thoughts. Uh, what do you think of this storyline being like adapted into the movie? All right. Well, we don't know for sure what is actually being adapted into the movie. Now you you know, may, may differ with me. Um, so I, I think the problem that I'm having with the, the producers promoting this film is that they're not telling us enough. They're not giving us enough information about the film. I mean, it's really just, she's psychic, you know, suit dump. We got all their suits. Yeah. Like, there was only one trailer. Um, the one? Yeah. The, 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 the stars of the film are not 
out there outside of Dakota Johnson. I think she, you know, she's no, been on a on, few. They're on like TikTok doing this stuff. What interviews? No, not like interviews. Well, I like, meant like promoting these little, like snippets. Like there was one where they had the whole cast talk about the movie. There was one with like I think it was Sydney Sweeney describing her character or I see. something. Okay. So yeah. I know. Just yeah. I just I don't know. It doesn't seem like I, I I'm feeling excitement for this film. Yeah, I'm not getting the vibe. Yeah, from the fan base. Right. It you know things just seem to be unusual. First of all, the movie's coming out a week from today. And we literally haven't heard it. No one has seen it. Not even the the, the press, the critics have have seen this film, which Wait, usually really? no, they haven't. There has been no red carpet unless that's happening. I don't know, maybe a couple of days before, but they're not screening the movie until the day before the movie releases. Then what's it, the point of the screening? Well, exactly right. So when this happens, and some movies do this for whatever reason to keep secrecy or keep privacy, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is for this film. But usually when you're in a position like this where you're not really giving the press enough time to look at your movie and to give um, constructive feedback about it, that that's a bad sign. So I don't know. So let's see what uh what we have on Q and A. All right, I don't have high hopes, but it could be entertaining. I trust Dakota Johnson will do well. Hopefully, Sony has nothing as embarrassing and as unprofitable as Mobius. Morbius. Well, I will say this: Morbius Good had point. a lot of false advertising in it too. Like remember those Spider Man posters of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man of all people. If you watch Matt Pat's video, apparently it's like the PS2 Tobey Maguire of all versions. So There's they... like a Spider-Man Oscorp building. So, and none of that stuff is actually in the movie. So they were giving you the impression that Spider-Man was going yeah, to show up. Yeah, some reference to Spider-Man. See, I it's don't weird, like that. Morbius I think that's weird because Morbius is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. And luckily, it doesn't seem like they're doing that in Madam Web because I didn't see any Spider-Man related nomenclature. Correct. But, uh... Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we have. I haven't read the comics, but would like to. I see Anya Corazon in the Black Widow comic series by Kelly Thompson. Thought she was cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Do you know anything about Anya? You were. I think I saw that name in our Anya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. She's a character in the movie. Okay. Good. Yeah, we okay. have one more comment from Alice. Yeah, all right. What do we got here? I thought. Yeah, we read that one already. Okay. Yeah, this one. Yeah, at Eric Elliott. Still need to see the trailer, but yeah, after Morbius has some other flops, I'm a bit wary about Sony's releases. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, once it comes out, it'll be Morbid time. Morbid or, time? Or Webbin time, actually. Okay. So there was this like meme on the internet where Morbius, like people were like, it's Morbid time. So now we're going to have webbing time for Sony, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, so, and then one other thing. This movie is coming out next. I said this already. It's coming out next Wednesday, which is the 14th, which is Valentine's Day, which I find very unusual for this kind of movie to be released on Valentine's well, one, it's being released on a Wednesday. It that doesn't is the seem case. like a Hallmark-type movie. Yeah, and it's also released on Valentine's Day. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess they yeah. were trying to push it out as quick as possible mm-hmm. on a day that everybody would have the time to see it. But mm-hmm. So Matthew's asking if, you know, I know nothing about Madam Web, anything you think I should know if I see the movie. 
what do you recommend? Um, I think you, I think you should see the movie. Okay. You know, just so you can have your own informed opinion on it. I, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay. I, no, Matthew, I look, I honestly don't know if, if you're looking for Spider-Man in this film, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but well, that's to, not helpful. Well, I, you, you can't have, you can't go into these Sony movies thinking that you're going to see Spider-Man all the time. Right. So we don't want to get, you know, anyone's hopes up. I mean, it's Sony. Spider-Man is literally the only thing they have to keep them in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you heard this, they were gonna make like an Aunt May movie about the Aunt May for the Amazing Spider-Man or something. Yeah, at but... some point, like the the deal is, that Sony needs to keep making these movies, mm-hmm. or they lose the rights to Spidey and go back to Marvel. Right, I understand that. Right, and I, I think that is the issue is that they're they're bringing in these minor characters from Spider-Man. I don't exactly know what their purpose is. Yeah, like how yeah. did Madame Web get a whole movie? Right. And I don't the, yeah. the fact that Jessica Drew isn't even in this and she is like the iconic Spider Woman mm-hmm. is surprising to me. I mean, she had like her own nineties show. Yeah. She's been in she's in plenty of uh Spider Man MCU not MCU but animated shows. So so what why Madam Web, I mean, she's literally a handicapped blind old lady mm-hmm. who's like watching over the Spider-Verse. Okay. Which makes more sense. Right. So now there okay, a couple of things. So there are four characters from what I understand, right? Four characters. Yeah. And are they five. Five char- okay. Well, I'm just talking about the four the, the, ladies. The good guys. Okay. And they're all some interpretation of a spider woman. Or, or Madam Web. Okay. They're uh-huh. not all Madam Web. Julia Carpenter becomes Madam Web. Right. Maddie Franklin gets sacrificed. Okay. And Anya. In just, the comic books. She's like Aranya, but she's also a spider girl. Mm-hmm. She gets Julia Carpenter's costume. Mm-hmm. So. so so Cassie or Cassandra, she is the first Madam Web. And then she dies and then Julia Carpenter becomes the new Madam Web. Yeah, she gives her okay. suit to Anya. Okay. Got it. Okay. So honestly, I, I don't know how this is gonna tie in to um Spider-Man. It kind of sucks that they took out the lenses though. What does that mean? Uh like all their suits are supposed to have lenses. So I don't know why they don't have that. And also Mm-hmm. Is Cassandra even blind in this movie? Like she's a paramedic, apparently. I don't know why she's not blind. I get the impression that this is maybe um, an uh, origin story. An origin story, exactly. I was yeah, about to say here. Ezekiel yeah. Sims and Madame Web are yeah. both like old in the comics. Yes, that right. So implication: all the other Spider Women are going to be old too, unless they do some sort of time jump mumbo jumbo. Okay. All right. Um, and then apparently, you know, Cassandra is going to be in a position where she's trying to save her girlfriends, right, from the villain. Let's talk about Ezekiel Sims. What do we know about Ezekiel? So, uh, so he's not traditionally a Spider Man villain, mm-hmm. more like a Spider Man ally. 
Uh, yeah. Dare I say? Uh, so on Earth 4, he actually becomes Spider-Man after the death of Peter Parker in his world. And in the main timeline, he's usually working alongside Spider-Man or trying to stop him from getting taken out. Okay. All right. Um, and he has the same powers as Spider-Man? Or what's different Give or take, about? He's a spider totem. And I have no clue what that means. Don't a spider ask. totem? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue what that means, so don't ask. And does he climb walls like Spider-Man? Does I he suppose. shoot web? Okay, so yeah. Very yeah. Once again, the, the producers are doing very little <laughs> to prepare us for this film. Even the director. Um, I don't have the director's name, but you know, she has done some work um in London. I think she that's where she's based in in, in England. She doesn't really have uh, a lot of credits to her name. So I, you know, I honestly can't tell you, you know, what we're looking at. Now, the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. So maybe may, we may see another trailer. I doubt it. See, no. I don't think any movie or show would release a trailer three days before the movie comes out. Like, if anything, don't release the trailer at that yeah. point. And then the rating. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen the rating. Like we'll have to find out. Hopefully it is PG thirteen. But yeah, it's just something it just seems very unusual. PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. Right? Okay. For violence slash action and comic book. Yeah, that's the typical language. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. Okay. Now speaking of the Super Bowl, this Sunday that we are being told or we're hearing that there may be a Deadpool trailer. Now that's by golly, I hope so. That's gonna have people talking. All right. Anything else we want to say regarding Madame Webb? No. Okay. So we're gonna check it out the weekend that it opens. You know, our buddy Jared is gonna be coming. Oh, get this. Yes. So I'm looking. They have like stuff on the Sony Pictures Entertainment channel, Mm -hmm. like promos for (coughs) Madame Webb. Like who is Madame Webb? Little snapshot of her powers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know why this isn't being pushed. I'm not. I'm not getting any of this in my feed. Like, who is Ezekiel Sims? Uh, grounded in reality. Who is Madam Web? I see. Um. Okay. All right. Um, basically, that's it. Right. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go see it the weekend um, after it releases. We're gonna take. You know, our buddy Jared is gonna be coming with us, and then we're gonna break it down and talk about it. So. Who knows? My, I'm, I'm going in there with very little expectations because I have no idea. I don't don't know, know much about the character. I don't know the, the storyline. Um, so let's just see. We'll find out. All right. All right. We'll hope for the best. Okay. Well, that's it. All right. So to wrap it up, um, we won't be, on, you know, we won't be here on Sunday doing a live stream, obviously, because of the Super Bowl. So enjoy enjoy the game and maybe we'll talk about the Deadpool trailer. We actually might be up Sunday. Maybe like I'll if I feel up to it, I'll post like a live trailer reaction. Because I'm a good person. For Deadpool 3. Le Pool Tres. Yeah. That that, hopefully it's a trailer that's that can be seen by all ages. We'll see. Usually, what they do, they they have a a, what they call a red band trailer, which is for adults, and then they have the the generalized trailer. You don't want to see a red band. Do I care? Of course you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, you know. As a Deadpool, I mean, it can't be that bad. All right. So you know what tomorrow is? 
Tomorrow's February 8th. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is, uh, it's five days after The Flash came to 2024, present day. Is that true? That's a it true is. story? February the 8th? Flash, he, came, he, came, uh, <laughs> he came to Earth February okay. 3rd to the future so he could get advice from his future self on something. Okay. I won't spoil it for you. Oh, that's fine. While we wrap up, you know, um, talking about uh, Madam Web and if there's any more Q&A, our producer will let us know. But February 8th, two big birthdays, right? Yeah. One. Williams. John Williams. Okay. It's February 8th. All right. He's turning 92 years old. 92 wow, years wow, old. Wow, wow, so, wow. Yes. Yeah, so happy birthday to John Williams tomorrow. And then our buddy Maceo shares the same birthday. Pretty cool, right? We did not plan it that way. We had what? no idea that they were going to have the same birthday, but Maceo will be turning 11 on Thursday. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Now, I unfortunately could not read what you just... Okay, all right. It said Maceo. Oh, okay, all right. So, I believe that's it. Did we miss we anything? We need to get you a second pair of glasses. No, I could not. The first pair. I could. I, of course, I know my own son's birthday. Why do I have to be... Why do I have to be notified to... Okay, anyway. All right, Keith, where can people find us? You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fatherson Galaxy, website fathersongalaxy.com. Please donate to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fatherson Galaxy. And yeah. That so that is it. it. Okay. All right. So thank you, everyone. Uh, I guess the next time we'll be back, you know, we still got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur to talk about. You know, we'll start watching those episodes. The Bad Batch is coming. So there's still a lot going on for February. And We'll talk about Madam Web when we see it, okay? So thank you, everyone, once again. <laughs> okay, that's not nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Until next time, take care. And we, and we will, will see, see you again. again. This. <laughs>